0: Hey! <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode of the 13th Floor Podcast. I'm Cece. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm James. And this is the 13th Floor Podcast, yep. where we talk about things that are crazy, kooky, spooky, and just all-around interesting. James, what is our topic today?
1: We're going to be talking about biblical cryptids.
0: Ooh, it's been a while since we've done- or
1: Bibtids, as they're Ooh. called.
0: What are they called? <laughs> what? Bib tits. I was just, just being stupid. stupid.
2: Bib tits, uh, yeah. Oh, wow, this is dirty. Uh, yeah, this is kinda, it does. It does. It's gross. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl, this is nice bib tits.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was going to be something
1: like this.
0: <sighs> Okay, so you guys were talking about bib tits. James, how you been?
1: Been good. How about you guys?
0: So We've been hanging in there. Archer's got an ear infection, so- we're tired. Very mm. tired. We're so tired. We're so tired. <laughs> mm. Yes. He's,
2: Man, I feel like I haven't slept in two days.
0: He, Archer, mm. has been very good sleeper his entire life. Life, right? So having him not sleep through the night is very unusual.
2: Like it's, it's, it's like newborn levels of yeah. not sleeping mm. right now.
0: Poor guy. But, Cause he's got uh, ear infections
2: and he, he's just not yeah. feeling well. And we just keep checking on him and stuff. And oh, mm. he's heard us talking about him. So he's waking up. Yeah. So, you know, you know, he's putting us through our paces. He's getting a little revenge for, mm. uh, getting to sleep in so much during his first <laughs> months of life.
1: So mm. that's okay. I had, uh, sleepy time, extra tea earlier. Oh yeah. Cause I wasn't thinking about recording. So, uh,
0: So we're all tired is what you're telling me. (laughs) Yeah. James. Yeah. I mean,
1: I I feel like I'm drawing a poor comparison, though, because I'm just tired from chemicals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you guys, James messaged me because he ordered like $150 worth of tea online, and then he left town, and it was raining. Did your tea get saved?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's fine, yeah, thanks to my neighbor.
0: So give her a shout-out, James. She deserves one. Yeah,
1: give, and, give my neighbor a shout-out.
0: Thanks, Joan. Thanks, Joan. There you go, Joan. And now James is sleepy time because of it. I swear, <laughs> I swear. Well, you know what, James? Do we have an icebreaker?
1: Uh, we do. If you could be any uh, bib tit. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> imagine. Uh, I was thinking about just sort of the symbology of some of these creatures we're going to be talking about, and it got me to thinking. Out of all the mythological beasts out there, like which one growing up was like your favorite? Which one captivated you the most? Mm-hmm. Doesn't have to be a biblical cryptid, by the way. It could just be any cryptid, mythological creature. You're like, what was the one that you? Oh, just easy. Like, that's really easy.
0: Cool. The Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Okay. I saw the Loch Ness Monster. I saw something on like the History Channel when I was really little, and I just said, Is this real? And I saw, you know, that famous picture oh, yeah. of the little boop just sticking mm. its head out of the water. And I thought, I'm going to see that thing someday in person. And it hasn't happened yet, but, you know, I still got time. Mm.
2: Still got time. Wow. There's there, lots yeah.
1: passion there. Yeah. James, what about you? Um, there, it's hard to pick between two of them. Um, mythologically, Jormungand is just such a cool concept, like the idea of a snake that literally wraps around the yeah. world and has its tail in its mouth. And then uh, mo- more modern, like Mothman, it just seems so interesting. Ooh. Oh.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Um, yeah,
2: I, I think those are really good choices. I, 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 you know, I did, never thought about the <laughs> giant snake. I mean I did think about it I actually have a reference to it in my notes for my the
1: so. I I kind of wonder but, um, frankly yeah. but uh
2: yeah I I think I was always fascinated a little bit about the chimera you know chimera. it's got the it's got I the am- snake tail it's got the the hmm. lion body with wings right and then it's got uh it's got some sort of
1: face like a- I am shocked nobody said dragon
0: Dragons are really so boring, James. So over- they're kind of cliche, yeah. aren't they? They're they're, they're
1: they're they're the normies, cryptic, exactly. frankly. Let's yeah. Be real. Listen,
0: we're not hating on dragons, but like
1: <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get mountains of, of hate mail from people who love yeah, dragons. They're, they're- There's Some more one star reviews. <laughs> <laughs> These people hate yeah. dragons. <laughs>
0: hey, if, if you guys like our podcast, I hope you'll leave us a five star review, yeah. and don't hate on us for. Not being the biggest fans of dragons, we we all
2: we I think we can all say we like dragons, but yeah, we're not basic. they have just had, you had too know? much exposure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you
0: just see so much.
1: Yeah,
0: man, Jane, uh, oh, Archer just said it all. You know, I think it's time. Yeah, I think it's time for us to talk about bib tits.
2: Bib tits. Let's get into it,
0: James. How about you? No,
2: sure. I.
0: Oh I, wait a minute.
2: Leave into James's.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh! All right. Don't, fine. Be, don't be
2: throwing that
1: man in front of me. No, don't you. He's dare. he's right though. That is James. A point.
0: Don't don't you dare. All right, Alex,
1: go. Yeah.
2: So, I I'm I'm covering the Leviathan. Very imposing name. I love it. I one, love
0: one, it. Of, one of my best friend's <laughs> brother's name is Leviathan. Oh. Really? Yeah.
2: Huh. One of my best friends is a Leviathan. Oh. Oh, is he a big boy? Is this boy named Leviathan, is he a big boy?
0: Uh, you Small know. The, does,
2: does he live up to the name?
0: He's just a boy.
2: <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So I'm
2: going to I'm <laughs> cover this biblical cryptid and a lot of his references I mean, he's referenced in judaism and christianity uh, a lot yeah, so, right. a lot of it is in well not a lot but some of it is in the tanakh and he's this creature from the sea at least in some descriptions so he was mm. described as having several fun features uh, that I'm surprised haven't really been leaned into more maybe in pop culture media, even though I know they, it has been leaned into somewhat, mm. but it is described as like this gliding serpent, a coiling serpent, and it's said to have one at one point in the Bible um, they, they reference that they have to crush the heads of this thing, so that line implies that the Leviathan possibly had several heads, maybe not too dissimilar mm-hmm. from like a Hydra.
0: Well, I think of King Ghidorah. Oh,
2: I like it, <laughs> yeah. Cece. Ooh. That's a good reference. I, I, just, I love you a little bit more today. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it 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 sounds like it in some of the texts that maybe this thing had more than one head, and. It was a water living creature, but it could also breathe fire. So the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah how did how did the water not put out its fire?
2: It sticks its head out of the water and it's like, yeah, I'm warm. Ha! <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like char grill on, on a, on a spitfire. Like a whopper. Yeah, like a whopper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, All right.
2: (laughs) Oh my god, whopper! And so uh, he he is said to have uh, impenetrable, an impenetrable hide that is like double armored. And the descriptions, all these descriptions, are primarily from the Book of Job. And then. Job. Oh, I knew <laughs> I even had a note on here that I originally put to say, Alex, you say know, Job. And then I deleted it. I don't feel like <laughs> Alex, got this. You're fine. I don't think this is the first time
0: that we've no, ever it's had an happened. episode. No, 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 it's not even yeah, the second I think it's time third. three times. <laughs> it's yeah. Uh,
2: this, is, this is the hat trick right here. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the book of, uh, we'll just go ahead and call it Psalm. <laughs> <laughs> in the book of psalm uh, the leviathan is talked about more like it's kind of the the natural order of things rather than this big threatening creature except that when it it, it, it they do use, they do use the leviathan but so he's like the natural order of things part of the natural order of things and much less threatening except the term leviathan does start becoming used to name like enemies of Israel uh, especially when it's like a fearsome force they kind of use the word Leviathan to of de- describe that yeah kind of like an unstoppable force yeah. or a, a fearsome force sorry, not unstoppable
0: well that's how that's how I always think of it like oh it's, I've got a Leviathan in front of me if you've got mm. a big obstacle that you've got to overcome
2: yeah exactly yeah, exactly. yeah look at you yeah, yeah, look I, at you I got a brain. Yeah, and and of (laughs) course, this interesting creature, as you might expect, is sometimes referred to as that little basic thing we talked about at the beginning. A dragon? A dragon. Oh. (laughs) Because it does does breathe fire, after all, so it matches there. Um, Now, in some Jewish texts, it is treated almost as some sort of yin and yang with James's topic, as he'll be talking about here oh. shortly, the behemoth. Oh. Yeah, we'll uh, the is this little sexy little female. And the behemoth is a male. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: and, 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 how, and how they and yeah, you could not have said that when a creepy yeah. tone, by the way.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but the texts say that at the end of time, that they're both going to be killed and then served up to the righteous. So people will get to feast on them at the end, Ooh,
1: at the end of time. So turf.
2: they'll be killed and they'll be like given to the righteous.
0: Okay, it's not supposed to be
2: a gross thing. It's supposed to be a, good, a nice hearty meal.
0: I okay. It,
2: it sounds like a red lobster. Yeah, special. exactly. You might even get some of those garlic rolls or whatever they serve oh, there. The, no, the, the cheesy biscuits. biscuits yeah. <laughs> Now in Christianity they're actually both killed at the last possible moment of time and it brings the world peace, right, before destruction.
0: Okay. So so not so, technically, so not, not as much
2: eating and feasting at the end, but
0: The Leviathan Behemoth are still out there.
2: Yeah, they're 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 just waiting for things to get at their worst. I And crumba. then they get the axe and Shh. it saves the world. Mm. Of course, in Christianity, there are many other interpretations that are used. For example, the par- a parallel with the devil. You know, we all know that mm. the dragon is often a direct reference to the devil. You know, we see that a lot. Mm. Yeah. And even in the you know the movie uh, Red Dragon, uh, one of the Hannibal Lecter prequels, mm. um, <laughs> yeah. know, he wants to be the devil, and he, he's you know, called the Red Dragon. Um, now this creature is pretty interesting, of course, and you know what are today's examinations of this thing? Um, you know, w- we we do see some relation to other, I guess, religious texts, like like you were saying earlier, James. Your your <laughs> yeah, your yeah. You're you're Munger, Munger. yeah.
1: Um, there's like a lot of and so we see some word, some so
2: similarities yeah. there between maybe some other uh, texts or mythology but the the creature that they think it might be today that maybe we might be able to reference you know maybe some sort of subspecies of dinosaur you know an obvious uh,
0: what? an elasmosaur
2: maybe an elasmosaur, why not and, and obviously you know it can be an allegory. But the thing that they really think we're most familiar with today—that it prob—that it may have been—not I'm not gonna say probably because I think this is a stretch—many think that the creature may have actually been a crocodile.
0: How, how did how do they get multiple heads from a crocodile? Um, I, I think
1: Or
2: fire breathing. For yeah, it. right. <laughs> I, I think it's more the water, uh, the scales. Probably the ferociousness, the
0: bumpy skin.
2: Yeah, I think I think it's just like this a scary creature, and you know it does have like these really sharp teeth, and it is a uh, intimidating force. So I can see some flower flowery words being written about uh, a, a creature like this. Um, but I do think that the monster that is described is. Pretty dissimilar from a crocodile, wouldn't you all agree? Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: And it's not even not even like a it's not a one to one comparison. It's not even a five to one comparison. It's not it's just not even close. So we may never know until the end of days what the Leviathan is for sure. <laughs> Leviathan is for sure. You know, was it actually around? Was it always an allegory for the enemies and scary elements of the world? Or is it just biting time? Or is it just, or is it just like <laughs> swim and sink ships over the Bermuda Triangle? Who
1: knows? Mm.
0: Archer doesn't like the idea of it.
1: scares him. <laughs> scares
0: him. <'em>. Whoops.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, two uh, two interesting things about Leviathan. Um, one one that's just very to me disturbing is the idea that there used to be two of them, a male and a female, mm. and right. in the beginning of creation. Uh, God killed the female and salted her like literally like to preserve her for, for that surf and turf that you were talking mm, about. Mm. And also just because if there were two of them, they would make more and it would be an issue. Yes. So that's like just a really weird. That's what thing. I saw.
2: It. it would be like and a then, challenge to power almost if, if they were able to procreate. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and then, a, Another thing, you know, you were talking about representing chaos and an enemy, and Satan literally means the adversary. And uh, I think in that respect, two little minor observations. One, Leviathan is definitely fits in with that sea serpent, dragon, Tiamat, uh, Jormungandr symbology of just being chaos. Right. And a lot of times those serpents have multiple heads because that's yeah, chaos. Yeah, what's more chaotic? You know, you can't. <laughs> Yeah, you, you can't destroy chaos by you know cutting its head off because it's it's a um, what's a good way of describing that it it just it can't be destroyed through logical means it just keeps mm-hmm. going it's it's entropy um, and then another minor thing in relation to that you know again it means adversary and say Satan means adversary uh, Well, the Church of Satan actually if you look at their mm-hmm. pentagram. It actually says Leviathan. Yes, I saw that. What? Yeah, it, each uh-huh. at the, each
2: of the end of the points is a Hebrew letter, and if you I forgot yeah. where you got to start, but if you go around, it spells Leviathan, right? Yep. Yeah, I thought, I thought that still. was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh.
0: Well, that's <laughs> that's one word for it, James.
2: let hear about that. That let's hear about that Yang to my Yin. James.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I love the the band Behemoth. So <laughs> yeah. that's really cool. Just that I got to pick, that I got to talk about Behemoth. But um, to start, instead of just describing Behemoth, I want you guys to try and figure out what, what you think Behemoth is. And I'm going to just read the, the text that describes it in oh, Job. Not Job. <laughs> uh, job. <laughs> so in, in, I almost oh, read, deliberately Read job. job as um, Job.
0: Oh, okay, yes, Job from Arrested Development. There you go. Go. Oh,
1: oh wow. That, <laughs> yeah, that's a That's a tall order. <laughs> um, yeah, this is literally like, uh, like God himself talking in this text. Look at behemoth, which I made along with you, and which feeds on grass like an ox. What strength it has in its loins, what power in the muscles of its belly. Its tail sways like a cedar, the sinews of its thighs are close-knit. Its bones are tubes of bronze, its limbs like rods of iron. It ranks first among the works of God, yet its maker can approach it with his sword. Uh. <laughs> the hills bring it there, <laughs> and all the I think he likes Behemoth. He didn't like Leviathan, but he's a big fan of Behemoth. Uh, the hills he likes bring their music, there, so yeah, he's a big fan. Yeah, apparently. Uh, And all the wild animals play nearby. Under the lotus plant it lies, hidden among the reeds in the marsh. The lotuses conceal it in their shadow. The poplars by the stream surround it. A raging river does not alarm it. It is secure, though the Jordan should surge against its mouth. Can anyone capture it by the eyes or trap it and pierce its nose? So that's, that's what he's describing.
0: And pierce its nose... It's thighs yeah. are close together. It seems to be a woodland creature. Ooh. <laughs> uh, mm. I don't know why that was so uh, funny. That
1: was a really great comment. That guys. needs to be like on a lot got of things. Got thunder
0: thighs. Alex. It's Alex. a bear. Alex. Alex thinks it's a bear. I
2: I, I missed a lot hmm. of the description James I had to walk off
1: with. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. The, no
0: uh, James said that you've got to pierce its nose. Oh, it's a bull. No.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or a goth girl. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was actually going to say it's a girl on Hot
1: Topic. That's A Girl clearly, on Hot Topic. Yeah,
0: um, I'm going to guess a moose. A mm.
1: moose? Wow. <laughs> I can't believe that's where you guys went. <laughs> uh, but you guys did hear bits and pieces. Um, I am totally convinced, in addition to the fact that it, it's it, – Lives in rivers. It submerges itself. It has a lot of muscles, and its tail sways like a cedar. And it ranks first among the works of God. To me, that means it's all our favorite animal. It's a hippo. It's a
0: hippo. <gasps> Thunder. Hippo.
1: I am convinced. But
0: I, the only thing uh, that got me is the little tail, because I picture like a big old chunky tail. But then also at the same, like same time, chunks. moose don't have chunky tails. So I, you know, I lost. Yeah. I lost. I lost. Th- I. Uh, cool, hippos. Not to worry. Oh.
1: Yeah, well, again, oh, no, we God. don't really know. Like, hippos It's not like there's any way of knowing for sure what it is, but I don't think it was a moose. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there were any moose in the Middle East. But um, hey. the bear is more plausible. But most people, it's usually like a hung jury between a hippo and an elephant. And I can see the elephant, but the big thing is Ooh. the fact that it submerges itself in water. To me, suggested it. Did it
0: say ha- it has cute it's, little ears that go they, they
1: They did not mention its <laughs> ears. Um, but one thing that I think is interesting, though, you mentioned what you thought of the tail. Well, a lot of people think that. And just as the Elasmosaur is a young Earth creationist argument for um, Leviathan, a lot of young Earth creationists think that the behemoth was a Hadrosaur. So that's the the dinosaur argument. Yeah. Now, I don't buy into any of that. I I totally think it was a hippo. It makes perfect sense that it's a hippo. We've talked in previous episodes that hippos kill more people in Africa than any other animal. So, yeah, I I totally think that's exactly what he is describing. He's just describing a hippopotamus from a very admiring angle. I mean, it's basically like a lengthy poem that the take home is God loves hippos. That's pretty much the whole shtick to it. But the reason why I am interested in it on a more mm, esoteric take is like what Alex was saying about Leviathan, Behemoth seems to represent some sort of counterpoint to Leviathan. Leviathan is innately chaotic and predatory and violent and fearsome and is associated with the water, which we talked in Irish mythology about how the water is almost like another world. Whereas Behemoth gently straddles land and water, is not predatory, is utterly docile unless messed with, is, again, regarded as as one of the prize creations (laughs) of of life on Earth. So in in many respects, it's funny that it has in modern uh, times sort of this uh, demonic, scary, again, a metal band's named after it, a very antithetical to order and to good connotation when really there doesn't seem to be anything about it being bad like at all or having a negative association. Um, In fact, it's kind of baffling that it means anything other than just a big old creature, like in modern times, because we do use that word, just like we use Leviathan. But I think one of the big reasons why it's got kind of a it's kind of like when we talked about demon versus uh, uh, diamond or daemon mm-hmm. is how, you know, something positive became negative just because of literally linguistic changes, well, the word behemoth is the plural of the word for beast. And beast has no negative connotations in the Old Testament. But because of Revelation having several references to beasts in a satanic, chaotic, uh, antithetical to good and order kind of way, I think that's ultimately what led to behemoth being interpreted During the Middle Ages, as something evil. Yeah. And, and there was, there were, this was not like a unanimous view, by the way. Plenty of people in the medieval period actually thought it was elephants and or hippos. There was even uh, a Protestant pastor, Samuel Bocart, and he, in 1663, he wrote a book called The Erozoicon, which I think is one of the coolest names for a book ever. But it's literally, it's he literally did in the seventeenth century what we're doing right now. He analyzed animals and creatures in the Bible. That's literally what he did. That's what the book is, and he thought it was a hippo, but he also suggested it could be an elephant. So it's neat to think that that's a view. Like what I'm saying right now is my opinion. It's a view that was existed in the Middle Ages as well. So it's. It's even doubly funny in that respect that you have people who have this very negative, (sighs) oh, behemoth is a demon and and works for the devil kind of attitude. When there were people literally in the Middle Ages who were like, oh, yeah, that's probably a hippo. (laughs) Hippo. Uh, Man. Yeah, that's almost certainly the deal. Um, And by the way, the the, uh, Egyptian word has a cognate. With the old Hebrew, which that's always interesting when you go really far back and there's commonalities. The Egyptian word for hippo is paehemu, which sounds like behemoth. Yeah. And it just means water ox. So that was actually the word they used, not for a, a water ox, but for the hippos. So it's probably a flipping hippo. <laughs> That's that's really the thing to take home here. Um, so it's just another great example of how how wonderful hippos are. They're really cool. And They're so cool that there's a monster in the Bible named. James there.
0: loves talking about hippos. Yeah. Well, is it my turn? Yeah. All right. And Alex had to step away because the baby started to get a little bit irritated. So uh, James, it's just it's just me and you. All Always. right, y'all. I'm talking about unicorns. Which, I'll be honest, I did not even realize that unicorns were supposedly in the Old Testament. I had no idea until you said, hey, let's talk about this, Cece. And I said, okay. But I got most of my information from ldsliving.com, gotquestions.org, and talesoftimesforgotten.com. So um, there are about eight or nine references to potentially unicorns. At least that's how we've kind of translated it over the years in the Bible, including... One instance, um, and this is in uh, the book of Numbers, uh, it says, quote, God brought him forth out of Egypt. He hath, as it were, the strength of a unicorn. He shall eat up the nations of his enemies and shall break their bones and pierce them through with his arrows, end quote. So that's just one example. Mm -hmm. And skeptics of the Bible... Will point to these references, say, "Oh, there are unicorns in the Bible," which means it's all nonsense, right? And then on the opposite right. end of the spectrum, people who claim the Bible is is proof um, that unicorns existed. So some people yeah. take a look at this stuff and kind of, you know, interpret it as they will. Damn. In the Bible, in in the uh, in the Hebrew Bible, it's referred to as a and my, I, I don't speak Hebrew, so I must probably butcher this, but Riem. Is that how you say it, James? I think yeah. so. Oh, if I got it right, then pat on my back. Riem, which has mm-hmm. been translated in some circles as meaning beast with a horn. So, uh, James, I know a moment ago you talked about how in the Bible, beast doesn't uh, inherently have a negative connotation until later on. So, um. in this case, When I don't know. When I hear the word unicorn, I don't think of a a bad thing. I don't think of a beast, like, you know, a bad thing. But potentially.
1: Lisa Frank's the devil, man.
0: (laughs) Potentially, (laughs) unicorns may have been a beast with a horn. Some people believe that the animal being described is actually. Can you, Alex, can you guess what kind of animal you think that the unicorn is in the Bible?
2: It was, But it's described with a horn, correct?
0: A beast with a horn.
2: A rhinoceros.
0: Rhinoceros. That's one option.
2: Because, I say this because mm-hmm. James is a hippo. Yeah. Mine is a crocodile. And yours is a rhino, yeah. all from similar
0: areas. It's funny. All
1: these crib kids can literally be seen at like your average yeah. zoo.
0: At your average zoo. Well, the other, other options, and some of these, I mean, one of them you can't see anymore. But some people think it could have been a wild ox or an antelope. Which when I think about it, it's like, you know, don't they have two horns, ox and, and antelopes? But then a lot of this artwork that is from ancient times where people look at it and say, oh, look, there's an example of a unicorn way back when. It's the profile. So it's possible that these animals right. actually did have two horns, but we're only seeing the, you know, the, the profile of this thing. So it looks like there's only one. There's not that 3D perspective. Another possible option that some people think that the unicorn in the Bible might be is a creature called, called an auroch. Is that how you say it, James?
1: Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: aurochs. Yeah. They they were giant ancestors of what we now see as domestic cattle. They were like six-foot biggies with these, with these giant horns, mm. and they sadly died out in the 1600s. So that's not one that you will yep. see at your local zoo, but we do know that those actually existed, right? Boom. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Killed by firearms, unfortunately.
0: Well, in the Bible, the wild ox usually refers to someone with great power. Um, So symbolically, someone with great power. And in Numbers, the book of Numbers, God compares his own strength to that of a wild ox. So some people think that maybe mentions of the unicorn within the Bible actually represent the power of God. Because you know, uh, you think of a, a unicorn, you think of this majestic, wonderful creature, and, and you know, that's God's power, right? Um, so a nonprofit Christian fundamentalist ministry that rejects a lot of scientific ideas like evolution, they're called Genesis. They've actually come out to say that maybe unicorns were real. But we're just different than the white-haired long-maned horses with that giant glittery horn that we usually envision. And they've written, quote, "Modern readers have trouble with the Bible's unicorns because we forget that a single horn feature is not uncommon on God's menu for animal design. Consider the rhinoceros and narwhal." Which side note, uh, for the longest time, I thought that narwhals were a uh, mythological creature. I didn't think they were real.
1: Mm. You know, funny enough, in the Middle Ages, when people had unicorn horns for sale, you know, relics, mm-hmm. they were normal. Yeah, normal horns.
0: <laughs> I had no idea. Alex just, because we watch the television show, the wonderful, critically acclaimed television show, Octonauts, with Gwen, hmm. and they have an episode about narwhals. And Alex learned that it's not a horn, it's a tooth, James.
1: Yes, it is. That's yes. true. Yes, so
0: get your facts true. straight, dude. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> back to Genesis. They also say, quote, the absence of a unicorn in the modern world should not cause us to doubt its past existence. After all, they say the extinction of the dodo bird doesn't mean it never existed. So pff, that's something to think about, well, which I don't know. I hear that. I'm just go kind of like, mm, but you know what? We have like physical proof of dodo birds like i can go to the museum of natural history and see a stuffed dodo right but i can't
1: i can't even think about dodos anymore (laughs) without uh, thinking of the wedding episode of uh, things we do in the shadows
0: (laughs) that's that's a good example of of a dodo yeah Yeah. i uh i think of um ice age i feel like there's a a reference (laughs) to Dodos and Ice Age—they
2: go extinct in the first movie.
0: They go extinct in the first movie, is what Alex says. See, all of my, all of my Ice Age movies run together. But, anyways, back to Genesis. Mm. Last thing they note is that eighteenth-century reports from South- Southern Africa describe rock drawings and eyewitness accounts of fierce, single-horned equine-like animals. So Genesis is all like, mm, mm, mm. here is why they actually were real because everything in the Bible is. Literally real, um, so so that's what that particular organization thinks. I can't say whether or not I think they're. I, I don't know, uh, James. I want to open up the floor now, the thirteenth floor, and say this
1: organization, James, called Genesis. Yeah,
0: Genesis. It's the name of it. Mm, Co- yeah, weird. James. Do you?
1: I had no idea Phil Collins was such a young Earth creationist.
0: <laughs> James. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think that unicorns ever truly existed?
1: Um, I mean, I think that the most logical description is is a rhino. Like I think that makes the most sense, especially cuz I have trouble imagining the delicate again Lisa Frank style unicorns doing all the things that you were describing, like basically comparing it to a warlord who's unstoppable. Uh, that sounds like a rhino to me.
0: Rhino, it's a, a flipping rhino, man. That's what I think. I think that there. Are, I think that if we did have real life unicorns, which they're all over our house, you know, we've got unicorn. Gwen has so many unicorn mm. toys. It's not even funny. Mm. When I think of a unicorn, I think of this beautiful, delicate creature um, from Harry Potter, for example. Mm. I think of just this gorgeous, glittery, glowing, ethereal. Uh, animal but then if they existed I feel like we would have you know a skeleton of one so mm. tch, I don't know maybe James maybe those narwhal horns really were unicorns and that's why we don't have mm. any any skeletons they took all of the horns off the, universe.
1: Yeah. Of the if, if we get definitive proof that unicorns are real it it would be this year with everything else crazy that's happened the past few years with aliens and all that. Like, this will be the year where scientists are like, oh, yeah, we've known for a long time that unicorns <laughs> are real. Uh, you know,
0: <laughs> nothing would surprise me at this point. That is for sure. I don't know. I feel like mm. they could have existed. I don't think that they are definitely, you know, what what um, we picture them as being today. So I can't go back in time. I wish mm. I could go back in time and see an Auroch. That would make me really happy to see this mm. giant six-foot-tall cow.
1: Yeah, it be cool. This. That was the original Viking horns too. They would drink out of Auroch horns.
0: That's where I've heard that, heard the animal before. It's like looking at it, I'm like, I've seen this before, but mm. I don't know where. Well, you guys, that's unicorns. James, is there anything you want to add to the unicorn conversation?
1: <laughs> unicorns are cool.
0: Unicorns are cool. You heard it from James. Cool. And if James says it, you know it's true. Always. Always. Alright, guys, that's that's biblical cryptids or biptids, as we've been calling them this episode. Alex, is there anything that you want to leave our guests with?
2: Um I'm sorry I disappeared. He's still awake, but he's just being quiet now. Yeah. But um Uh, Mm. I did want to let you all know that our music is by Grant Cook. You can find his music on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, anywhere you listen to music.
0: And Archer was trying to quiet Alex while he was saying that and was putting his hand over Alex's mouth the entire time. (laughs) But listen, Grant deserves a shout out because he is such a wonderful human being and musician. Guys, until next... Wait, James. 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 Oh, Our next Uh episode. What is our next episode about? Because...
1: Oh, this is oh, a yeah, submission. Yeah. Our next.
0: This is a uh, a listener submission. So we want to thank uh, the listener who submitted this topic. You guys, we still have lots of room in the vase. You, the, mm-hmm. the world is your oyster. Send us your topics, what you want to hear us talk about, and it will go in the vase tomorrow. And you have a good chance of being uh, drawn and your topic discussed in the coming weeks. So, James, what is our episode next week about?
1: Uh, yeah, this is a unique one because we've we've had this before. We've had other podcasts submit, but this time it's a friend of the show. It's a big screen, little screen, and everything in between. And uh, they wanted us to talk about haunted Georgia. Haunted
0: Georgia? Are they from Georgia?
1: I don't remember. James. Probably. I'm sorry. James.
0: Well, <laughs> we're excited to talk about haunted Georgia next week. James, if somebody wants to submit a topic, the best way for them to do it is to go to our website. What's our website?
1: 13thfloorpodcast.com
0: Yes, and that's 13thfloorpodcast. Send your topics in there. Until next week, you guys, we hope that you can keep, keep it straight. straight. Keep it straight. Hey,
2: girl, that's some nice bib tits.
0: Oh my gosh.